0: Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Nerdbull Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's a J M I E, your 732nd favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down this road of nerdiness. In today's episode, we have two movies. I've kind of been slacking on seeing movies in theaters, and it's not that the stuff isn't out, it's just, I don't know, with life and. And work and stuff going on, it's just been tough to really see the movies that I've wanted to see. You know, there's been a lot that's come out that I wanted to see that I haven't got to see. And um, it probably didn't help that I saw Avengers and games a bunch instead of seeing other stuff. But that's neither here nor there. Today we're going to be reviewing two. Yes, two of those movies. And it is the blockbusters starting of the summer as Godzilla King of Monsters has hit theaters. And so did what I'm calling the last. Of the true X-Men of Fox movies, The Dark Phoenix. We're technically still going to have New Mutants, maybe, possibly, kind of, sort of, we're not really sure. But New Mutants isn't this cast, it's not going to have the characters Cyclops and Jean Grey and Professor X as far as I know in it. So, I'm not really counting that. So far as I know, this is going to be the last iteration of the Fox X-Men franchise. So the question is, should you see either one of these movies? Should you waste your time? Seeing either one of these movies, and we're jumping right in. First off, this is the second movie I saw, but it's the first movie I want to talk about, and that is X Men: Dark Phoenix. This is the second stab that Fox has took at doing the Dark Phoenix saga, which is one of the best story arcs in uh, the X Men franchise, comic books, and probably all the comic books in general. It was amazing. In the comics, the animated series did it really well. They tried it with X Men: The Last Stand. It just didn't work out. So now they're giving it a full reboot, trying one more time to see if they can get it right. And they don't. This movie, the the critics started saying how bad this movie was, and I don't listen to critics. I always want to go in with my own mindset, usually. I always want to take my time and see how I feel about doing, and how, how I feel about the movies and how I feel about watching it and how, how they make me feel. Because, honestly, there's a lot of movies out there that critics hate that I love. There's a lot of movies that I love that, you know, the the critics just can't stand. I think I just said the same thing twice, but that's of the point. So we're getting into this. First off, let me just talk about the cast a little bit. Michael Fassbender does a good job of playing Magneto, as he always tends to do. James McAvoy, I like as an actor. In this, they... I don't know what it was about this. It, they, it seems like a lot of them were trying to just phone it in. Like they, You can tell they kind of didn't want to be there. And I think McAvoy kind of fell into that aspect and role. Like, this was just a check, and he was just there to kind of fix like so I don't think they ever had any real thing. Jennifer Lawrence, I am glad, spoiler alert, I am glad her character died, I hate the character of Mystique now, it's nothing against the actual Mystique character, but the fact that you were trying to make her a good guy has pissed me off for the last, I couldn't tell you how many films, Fox, you shitty, just because you have Jennifer Lawrence doesn't mean she has to be a good guy, I'm tired of her leading the X-Men, I'm tired of her trying to be a good person, I'm tired of her trying to be a hero, she was never a hero, she was always a villain, yes, I'm ranting right now because it is annoying as fuck that you have tried to push her down the throat as the leader, quote unquote, of the X-Men and these franchises just because it's Jennifer fucking Lawrence and I'm so glad, when she dies, spoiler alert, don't care, when she dies in this film, I cheered, I clapped and people stared at me in the theater because it was so time for this, I'm tired of seeing her. And this film, it seems like it doesn't take the last films into account. Uh, They never bring up Apocalypse. They never bring up the fact that the Dark Phoenix character came out in Apocalypse in the first place without this space goo going inside of her. Mystique and Beast have some kind of love affair now to where they're in love, which makes no fucking sense because they were never in love in, in anything that I know of. They tried to make Professor X a jackass who's more about... Being a celebrity and getting medals from the president and calls from the president than he is about helping people. I don't know what they were trying to do with this film, but it just it didn't work. Sophie Turner did an amazing job. She did an amazing job as Jean Grey. You can tell that she was trying and she was trying to and convey emotion and she was trying her best to get this film over and do her best job. Because I think she thought that this was her big chance to not be considered Sasha, or Sansa Stark. And to to me, she she was the best part of this film. She was. um, Ty Sheridan, who plays Scott Summer, is a terrible actor. I can't stand him in this role. He might be good in other stuff. He is terrible in this. And I really wish he would go on somewhere. I don't know what it is about him, but his face is annoying to me in this film. He is not Scott Summers. He does not play the role right. And I, I really wish he'd just never been done. Now, this film starts with them in space trying to save... A group of astronauts who have gotten caught in a black hole type situation. So the X Men get called to go save them, and of course Jennifer Lawrence says, "Let's hop to it!" and blah blah blah. Fuck Jennifer Lawrence in this film. Fuck Mystique being a good guy. They go up. They they go to get on the ship. They can't. Um, they have Nightcrawler put them into the ship, which him saying that he can't see it, so he doesn't. He can't go there, which they kind of forget about through the end of the film when he's just teleporting places he can't really see. But that's neither new picky here or there. They go in. They save him. There's one more left. They go, and Jean Grey gets blasted with cosmic, a cosmic force that then gets enveloped into her body. And then that's when all hell breaks loose. This supposedly unlocks the Phoenix saga, you know, the dark Phoenix inside of her. And they start calling her Phoenix, which again, she was Phoenix and Apocalypse. She'd killed Apocalypse with this power. But yet, it's for some reason, they don't want to talk about that. They just talk about this space goo going into her and making it. We go back, and that's when we see her powers. And then we find out that there are aliens. Yes, aliens. See, you couldn't just have this film be about the X-Men taking on the Dark Phoenix and trying to rally against it and save Jean from this mysterious cosmic force no 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 they had to shoehorn fucking aliens into this film because they got to have a bad guy for all of the x-men to end up fighting with and it makes no sense because when you hear the backstory of this film the aliens this this group of aliens planet has been destroyed and when they when it got destroyed it was destroyed by this cosmic force that eats everything nothing can survive it but yet it survived inside gene great that's going to come into account later on as the head alien goes to try to manipulate Jean Grey into being on her side, Jean tells her you can have it. So this alien is going to take it, and it starts going inside of... She starts taking the cosmic force from Jean, and she's surviving. She just said earlier in the fucking film that nothing can survive this film, and Jean was the first thing to be able to survive it. If you could survive it all along, why the hell did you have to find somebody? Like, it makes no sense. It's like they completely forgot what they were writing their damn selves. I really wanted this film to be good. I truly did. There aren't all... It's not all bad. Honestly, the third act, the last fight on a train, is rather... It's fucking cool. When all you see... Actually see all the mutants working together, using their powers, going in rage, Magneto's fucking killing... You know, murdering people. These aliens left and right. It's fucking badass when you see all this. It's just not enough to save the film. The film is overproduced. It's poorly written. The actors, for the most part, are phoning this entire thing in. Uh, They had to get a shot of Mystique at one point throwing a feminist agenda in there, and it's stupid because she said, you know, with all the women using Saving the Men, you might want to think about changing the name of this team to the X-Women. Look, um, I know that you guys wrote that because you wanted... You, you, you want to be able to to appeal to that, and you want to get that pop. You dumbasses, the X-Men is not about men. It's not that it's based on men. The X-Men comes from the word human, 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 and that's where the men comes from because it's the X gene inside of all humans. Humans, not men, humans. And this was the problem. Like You could have ended on Apocalypse. Apocalypse was not good. I get it. I enjoyed Apocalypse. There was a lot of stuff in it that was just kind of cool. It wasn't great, but you know, it wasn't the worst. This comes out, they completely ignore Days of Future Past. They completely ignore First Class. The only time they ever mention it is when Beast and Mystique are talking about their the last of the First Class because they've got their weird goofy love story again for some reason that... All of a sudden, when Mystique dies, Beast is all upset with Charles, and he runs away to go find Magneto to go find Jean, the killer. And it's just strange. Some of the mutants, again, there's so much lore of mutants, and Magneto picks some of the weakest mutants to ever go with him. When he goes to find Jean Grey, he takes one who's, you know, uh, a, a telepathic, can control minds like Charles Xavier. I get it. Cool. We'll go with that. You know, she can see stuff. I'm fine with her. He brings another henchman. And and let me just break it down. I don't know this henchman's name. I don't think they ever actually say it. But let's just say in the world of being a mutant, when you look around and you see mutants that can control minds, you see mutants that can teleport through walls, you see mutants that can turn into this raging beast, you know, you, you see ones that shoot lasers from their eyes, ones control the fucking, you know, they can control the entire fucking whether your power and the mutant that he brings with him power is he has long hair and he can control his hair he can wrap people in it he can slap people with it you literally have one of the weakest powers in all of human all of mutantism you're bringing him why why is he being brought i'm not meaning that you know what fuck it i am i'm shitting on this film because the film was poorly written poorly shot the actors phoned it in the only good part about it was Sophie Turner's portrayal. Because she really tried. I think she was actually genuinely trying to do her best job in this film. And then the final scene of them fighting on the train was cool. Other than that, this film is garbage. It really is. And I went into it with an open mind. But this film is fucking terrible. You shoehorn aliens in. Mystique's a good guy till she gets killed. Let me take that back. There is another good part. When Mystique dies again cheering i was clapping i was cheering and i was getting side glances from everybody other than that this film is a dumpster fire it it just it truly truly is and y'all know me i can find the good in anything and i guess i did i found a couple things i like and i genuinely try to be upbeat about films and you know enjoy films and talk about what i really like but there's just so much bad there's so much wrong with this entire aspect, and so much wrong with this whole m- depressive situation that they put the X-Men into. I really can't find much to, to talk about and to, to like about it. I'm kind of I'm glad this is the end of it. Uh, Marvel has the X-Men back now. I think that they're going to take their time before they jump into the X-Men. I really think Fantastic Four is going to come before X-Men, simply because X-Men is more of an expanded universe and they they need they're gonna have to do it right because the X Men have been crapped on so bad. They started off strong again with the first class that was great. Days of Future Past was fun and then Apocalypse and so on. It just it kind of dropped off and and I think people are getting fatigued on it and they're worried about it. They're gonna recast it. as far as I know. The rumor is the only cast they're keeping is uh, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and that's good because you can't replace Ryan Reynolds. I'm sorry. Other than that, this film see it or skip it. Red box it. Red box it. Or wait till it comes out on Disney Plus. Whatever. The film is not worth the 9 to 20 bucks, Depending on where you live to see the film. It's It's just not. It's not good. It's a flop. Sophie Turner. I give her credit because she did an amazing job. Other than that. It's just the plot line is boring. It's shoehorned. And it's choply cut. And I just I just didn't like it. Moving on to the second film I've seen. Godzilla, the king of monsters, another film again panned by critics, and the the critics are a little different here. Like I love kaiju movies, I love Godzilla movies, King Kong, you know, any time of any type of big giant monsters fighting each other, to me just cool. I love them. So I was going into this fucking saying, fuck what the critics said. Because let me tell you a little bit of what the critics said. The most of what I read from critics and people who saw it was saying that the um, the human characters, their story didn't make sense. The dialogue wasn't good. You know, you didn't get invested in the, char- in the human characters and that it was just shotly written. I will say this. Um, I can't disagree with most of that. When you watch this film, a lot of the plot holes come from the human side. A lot of the bad, you know, the the bad interactions, the storytelling on the human side, yes. But if you're going into a Godzilla movie to watch the, excuse me, if you're going into a Godzilla movie to watch human interaction and to see how they perceive this entire thing from their point of view, you are missing the point of a Godzilla movie. I went into this film to see Godzilla and Mothra fight Rodan and King Ghidorah. Sorry, I screw his name up. The battle scene between Ghidorah and Godzilla was fucking amazing. I mean, it is. it looks great. It is just... Mwah. When you look at giant monsters battling, it gives you everything you want. There are fire breathing, there's lasers being shot, there's there's animals getting stabbed, heads getting ripped off, regrowing. It is just a battle of the badasses, and it is what you want from a Godzilla film. It's what you want from a kaiju film. This is the reason we go. The human characters are a subplot. They're just there to get you to the point of them fighting. Now, getting into the story of... Millie Brown's character, being a daughter of parents who have lost a son in the in one of the kaiju battles from Godzilla beforehand, so they have created this ecosystem to be able to communicate with the kaiju's and the giant monsters to be able to communicate with them, and she, the mother finally got it working. The father's off taking pictures of wolves. They've been strained since they've lost their son. We find them as Mothra is about to hatch, and we find that the echolocation system works. It it talks to her. Well, then we get a renegade group of eco-terrorists that break in. They steal the machine. They take the mother and the daughter. Come to find out the mom instigated it all because she wants to release all the kaijus because she wants to destroy the world so we can all live in harmony it's a fucking convoluted story. It makes no fucking sense. It makes her a piece of shit. I don't give a fuck what she does the rest of the film to try to be a good person after that. It's a, You're a piece of shit. It's dumb as fuck. But you know what? We're getting... It, it, that leads to King Ghidorah being, being released and being able to fight Godzilla. So I take it and I go for it. Now, the cool thing is they kind of stuck to the story. They... Godzilla has is the alpha. He's the one that controls all the other kaijus. They listen, you know, he's the one that's basically like the the alpha male. King Ghidorah is another alpha male, so Godzilla and him are fighting because of that. That's a cool concept, it's the way it's pretty much always been. When they come up and they we realize that the US government who has been trying to kill the kaijus, that's what their whole thing is they wanted to kill these monsters, or Titans as they're calling them, instead of kaijus. They're calling them Titans. They want to kill the Titans instead of work with the Titans. And we have an agency that was the same from the King Kong film. And that's what I like. It's because the next film is supposed to be King Kong versus Godzilla. And they reference Kong so much into this. There are so many different Kaijus and or Titans in this film. A lot of them I didn't even know. know but apparently they've all been at one point part of this entire universe there's a lot of films you know when Godzilla hit there was a lot of films like these that was released that maybe I didn't get to see or you didn't get to see because people wanted just that they were trying to make their own giant monster to become a big thing but we get Mothra, Rodan, Godzilla um, we get you know King Ghidorah they mention Kong we get a bunch of them anyway it comes to find out that the U.S. government has made a bomb that basically takes out all the oxygen From when it shoots. for what it blows up. Within a couple mile radius. So basically it should kill all these titans. They shoot it at Godzilla and Ghidorah. When they're fighting the first time. And it blows up. Ghidorah flies off. And that's when we find out later on. From ancient text history. Cave paintings. Ghidorah is actually an alien. It's not of this world. Which is actually how it was. King Ghidorah was never of the world. It was... An alien species, so it could breathe without it. And it's controlling the kaiju's. It wakes all of them. They're wreaking havoc all over the entire, you know, planet. Which I will say this: they put some of the kaiju's into some, some weird ass locations, like Seattle and shit. I don't know why that's weird to me, but it's just you know you have in the middle of the rainforest, and you have ones in Mexico and, and volcanoes and in and Antarctica. And then we got one just stranded in fucking Seattle. Anyway, did, I'm just nitpicking there, but they do the. But you know, King Ghidorah controlling them, so they have to save Godzilla. They find out Godzilla's still alive, just weak. He's recharging, and because where the earth's not flat, people, it's a hollow earth. That's what they said. You know, there's a there's a hollow earth, and in the middle of it is where all these titans were and living, and you know, all of that. It's it's stupid, but if the, the, that's something I, I, I got to tell people is these films have always been stupid. They've always had stupid storylines, stupid plot lines and plot holes. But again, that's the fun of it because you're there to see monsters fight. You're not there to get character development and get intrigued in all these characters and their families and all that. You're there to see monsters fight. And that's what this was for. So you get that same feeling of the old, you know, 40s and 50s Godzilla movies, the 50s the 60s, these Godzilla movies are where it's just, campy and over the top and crazy, they go to save Godzilla, they go to the hollow earth, and they shoot a nuclear bomb in there, and that supercharges Godzilla, and I mean fucking turbos him, and he goes to fight Ghidorah, the final battle, we see that Rodan and Mothra are fighting, and Mothra and Godzilla are lovers, in a certain weird ass way, like they have some kind of love relationship, fucking crazy it's fucking over the top but that final battle scene especially with Godzilla and King Ghidorah is just freaking amazing and if you enjoy these types of films you will enjoy this movie again the character development the plot holes it's all there I can't deny what the critics saying but that's not the reason I saw this film this film is not perfect no Godzilla film's ever perfect. This, you know, They'll never be perfect. They're never going to win Oscars. But if you just want to see big hulking monsters fight each other, this is the film, man. This is one of them. And it's going to lead us to King Kong versus Godzilla. They're going to kick each other's asses until they find out one of the other ones' name, mother's name is Martha. You know, Godzilla v. King Kong. That's not going to happen, but... I fully intend for the King Kong Godzilla movie to be them fighting until some other spe- some some other alpha shows up for them to be able to you know come together to fight because you don't want your two biggest monsters you can't have one lose there's got to be a a thing for it and in the post credit scene we see the the eco terrorists have recovered the head one of the heads of King Ghidorah that Godzilla ripped off before it regrew. So they've got that. So they're going to create their own monster. Do we get a space Godzilla? Do we get, you know, we're going to get some kind of thing for them to team up with in the next one. And that's going to be really freaking cool. All the, all the Titans, when Ghidorah, when Godzilla's recharging and all, and Ghidorah is running the Titans and they're wreaking havoc across the world, The you see a bunch of them, but you never see King Kong. King Kong basically stays on Skull Island. Um, I don't know if he doesn't, Listen, I don't know what the why I mean why you never get to actually see him. But at the end of it, when they're going through the credits, they're talking about Godzilla's, you know, keeping all the other ones in line. There's a lot of activity going on at Skull Island and King Kong is basically defending it like crazy. It's gonna lead to something cool. The again Godzilla the King of Monsters, if if you're a Kaiju fan this is going to be the film for you. So out of these two films, there's one okay film and one film that you can just kind of really skip. I don't hate mean to hate on Godzilla, but again, you know, it, it's great for the type of film that it is. It's great for a, a giant monster film. Now, if you have to pick between these two, go see Godzilla. It's really, to, to me... But I like that type of film. If you're not a kaiju film fan, if you don't like giant monster film, then you'll probably like Dark Phoenix better. You probably won't like Dark Phoenix, but you know I might say that. In my opinion, if I was going to see either one of these films again, it would be Godzilla King of Monsters. I think it's just a better film. I was more entertained by the film. And I I see while the plot holes were all there like they were in Dark Phoenix, there was... There's reasonings behind that, because these films have always had those kind of plot holes. And this one sets up an even bigger film for the next run, which I hope we get sooner rather than later, because I cannot wait to see a giant King Kong and a giant Godzilla go at it. All in all, again, Dark Phoenix, besides the last scene, the last Third act is garbage. They shoehorned too much into it. They tried to be too different. And it just... Simon Kinsberg just didn't know what he was doing. And it just doesn't work. Um, Marvel will end up saving the X-Men franchise. They're they're going to. There's no way they can't. I mean, you can't do any worse than what it it became. Godzilla, there's a lot of... You know, it's not making the money that they wanted. Uh, It could lose money. I don't know. I don't know what the budget is yet. I haven't looked at all that. But... They're talking about pushing back King Kong and Godzilla because this film didn't do so well. But again, this film came not that long after Avengers. Avengers is still in theaters. Avengers is still making bukus of money. And I, I think that that might have hurt it. If, you do, if this wouldn't have been around Avengers, it might have helped. Also, the next one with King Kong and Godzilla I think will make. I think that will be the better one because you're getting to giant monsters going at it and I think that's really what we're building to and what people want to see and I think it's going to be the best of it so again that's two reviews of two movies on opposite ends of the spectrum bur completely you know what you like and just in terms of quality storytelling acting and I I'm really excited for the next Godzilla movie X-Men I'm only excited because Marvel's doing it. If we're getting another fo- if we were getting another Fox one, I wouldn't see it. Um, the first trailer for Dark Phoenix didn't didn't blow my skirt up. The second one made me go, okay, I'll I will I'll see it now. But honestly, if there if Fox was going if Fox did another one like New Mutants, I'm honestly probably gonna skip New Mutants. It's something different. I know that Disney's doing a lot of reshoots for it, but if they release it it's it's gonna to have to I'm gonna have to have people tell me it's good because I don't wanna waste my money on another Fox X-Men movie because I've been burned so many times. Godzilla, I'm gonna watch it because again, kaijus fighting kaijus. What more could you want out of a giant monster film besides giant monsters fighting each other? It's amazing. It's awesome. It's pandemonium. I ain't gonna tell you who won. Predator. Just joking. Shout out to Campel. But that's that's it. That's gonna be Nerdpool for this week. Follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. Pod. Follow me on Instagram at Nerdpool podcast follow me on twitch at nerdpool gaming you guys are amazing and thank you for liking listening subscribing thank you for sharing thank you for just being there for all my chimichangas and the tacos out there that's nerdpool so until next time see ya